0: Welcome to the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast are your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and
1: Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses from your professional life to your emotional health.
0: You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. I'm Suzanne Kearns, a mom and dot, dot, dot writer, LGBTQ and sex ed advocate. And
1: today, a Mediterranean diet researcher. See how long that lasts. (laughs) And I'm Missy Stevens, mom and dot, dot, dot writer, foster care advocate, and today, rewriter on a mission to finish a draft. How did I not know this? I had a brainwave while I was gone. Oh, uh-huh. like fixed a major issue, but it is going to be an enormous rewrite. Like, oh. I can't believe I never saw it before, kind of thing.
0: Okay. We're like, definitely oh. chatting after this. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in addition to that, today we are so thrilled to have Amy Beacom and Sue Campbell, authors of the Parental Leave Playbook, with us. And for anybody watching on the YouTube channel, here it is. <laughs> Such a cute cover. Yay. So- Dr. Amy Beacom is the founder and CEO of the Center for Parental Leave Leadership, the first full-service consultancy in the U.S. to focus exclusively on parental leave. She conceived of and began developing the field of parental leave coaching and consulting in 2006, which... Was coincidentally exactly when I needed it, and where were exactly you? I mean, I was I in it. Seattle.
1: <laughs>
0: <Sorry>. <laughs> Drawing on over 25 years in executive leadership development and coaching, Amy consults with Fortune 100 companies, international organizations, working parents, and more to transform the way our companies and country engage with the parental leave transition. And we also have Sue Campbell, who is a writer, author, and coach, who has worked with the Center for Parental Leave Leadership since its early days, helping to communicate the transformative impact of their core mission. Her writing, often focused on issues important to parents, has been published in many outlets, including Prevention... Good housekeeping, scary mommy, and mama load.
2: Welcome, welcome! Thank you so much for Thank being you. here. Thank you for having,
0: for having us. us. So excited so,
2: with two, two guests. Wondering, oh yeah, sure. No, Missy, I was going to say the same thing. Usually, we're the two guests with one per one host. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So- I think the only time we've had two hosts has been in an audio recording, not a visual. This is going to be fun. I know, I
1: and
0: so,
2: yes. I feel like
1: if... I'm in the Brady Bunch looking yeah. around <laughs> at all the squares <laughs> as we talk. But because we have the two, we are going to shift around some of our standard questions a little bit. So at this point, we usually do a 101 where we get your whole career story, but we really want to get to the book and talk about it. So instead of the whole history, I think I'd like to focus on how parental leave became a passion for you? What is it that led you to this point? And if there's any key experiences or um, you know, like workplace events that happened that made you think this is where I have to focus, maybe mm-hmm. share that with us.
2: Well, I think I share with the two of you, well, it's actually the three of us, that we have children who are older. So my first child was born in 2006, which it sounds like was right around the time mm-hmm. you two um, <laughs> had that. Um, And at the time I was working as a consultant in New York on women's leadership and work-life economic advancement issues for large corporations. I was getting my doctorate in organizational psychology. I had just finished helping create the first coaching curriculum that they had at Columbia University. And I was really, really career identified and Mm -hmm. I was really arrogant about what I knew and how I was going to be the easiest thing to have a baby and, you know, bring that into the mix. And then I had my son (laughs) (laughs) and was like, Oh, okay. We are completely missing the most important career and life cycle transition that exists. And how can we Create a field? Because I'd just been working on this coaching curriculum. So I was very much thinking about executive coaching and women's leadership. Um, how can we create a field that really supports this timeframe and this transition both at home and at work um, so that we don't continue to lose our brilliant women leaders and not just you know, humans? Yes. Yes. So that's what brought me to it. Um, I, the time was particularly hard for me. I had postpartum uh, depression veering into postpartum psychosis at times. And if I had not had the support that I had, I don't know if I would have made it. Right. And I didn't have that support through anything at work. It was just a personal, you know, my personal networks. And right. I really wanted to move that support into a more systemic solution for people who don't have that personal support system yes. and for us just to have a different way of thinking about this time frame in our country. I we love, love that. that. Yes. So how about you? <laughs> so, um,
3: I met Amy when our two older children were in first grade together. And like many people, I was also completely taken aback by the gravity of the transition to parenthood and the right. impact that it had on my career. And it was actually a positive impact. But it was stressful, right? So it was like yes. I became, you know, super prioritizer, superstar performer so that I could get out the door by 4.30 p.m. and go pick up my child mm-hmm. down the street from the daycare center, right? It was just like the grind of working motherhood. Very, yes. very much grind. But it helped me uncover some superpowers that I didn't know that I had at the time. And then Amy and I met and she found out I was a writer and she dragged me to her local coffee shop. And she's like, look, this is, this is what I've got going on. I need help. I need help getting <laughs> the word out, right? Like, uh, amazing. I, she's just this amazing recruiter and connector of, of people. <laughs> and so she roped me in. And one of the things that really got me on board was her recognizing that our country was not ready to support working parents in a systemic, like federally mandated kind of way. Mm -hmm. So the smartest way in was through employers. How do we get into the workplace, help them understand why this is an important transition and a missed opportunity and get parents the support they need? Because this is a systemic problem. This is not mom's problem to fix or dad's problem to Mm -hmm. fix. So I was like, okay, sign me up. (laughs) <laughs> right and it was a very easy sell and then shortly after that i got pregnant <laughs> oh and i was like okay i mean i'm gonna do it differently this time because i've got amy on my side and it it did go very very differently
0: i bet it did yeah. oh yeah. and you we do it. we do want to spend most of our time talking about the parental leave playbook again just oh my I <laughs> joked with Missy because I have been working on a book proposal for what five four or five years now for it's kind of is kind of a similar audience but more of like the people who failed the playbook and are right. finding <laughs> and they're right. failed the playbook and they're stuck in you know just this Spiral of stay at home momness mm-hmm, and trying mm-hmm. to figure out mm-hmm. what's next. um But it was so yeah. funny before I had actually read the book and understood kind of the difference of this. This is trying to make it so women don't find themselves in that spiral, even to right. start with, and have solutions right out of the gate. Once that little pregnancy stick shows the two red lines, that they can start moving on it. But yeah, I was and like,
2: hopefully. Anyone, however they identify, gender-wise, yes. right? Thank Not you. just women.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah, and Thank however you. they yeah. form their families as well.
2: Absolutely. Exactly. I think that's so
1: important.
3: Yeah. We don't. Yeah. It
0: doesn't
1: all look the same. Right.
0: Definitely. So I just love the Thank idea you. of getting strategic and intentional about it. But yeah, I joked with Missy when I first saw the book. I was like, "Yeah, I'm so excited to talk to them. This looks like an amazing book. I think they wrote my book." <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
3: I I see them as companion books. I can't read yours. No, it's
0: very much. And I am not nearly the, you know, doing curriculum for amazing universities and doctorate level. I am more of the (laughs) clueless parent who got stuck in the spiral and could have really used this book back in Uh, 2005, uh, 2006. But, But to that point, I love that the book addresses the actual parents and how to be thinking about this but you also have your center for parental leave leadership that's such a critical piece of it that i want to make sure that we talk a little bit about that before we dive into the book
2: i started the center for parental leave leadership 8 years ago as the first and only consultancy to focus exclusively on parental leave as you said in the intro and we continue to be that. <laughs> so mm-hmm, yeah. we we started out coming to it from my background is in organizational psychology and so we were coming to it from this coaching, consulting, org psych perspective mm-hmm. of how do we change our systems? How do we bring in coaching and new parent manager aligned training and support into the workplace? How do we shift the way that parental leave is talked about and thought about within organizations? Cuz at that point it really wasn't a conversation, except nope. for in a few tech firms. Um, and it was this thing that women did: they went away, they had a kid, maybe, maybe they adopted, maybe they fostered. They came back, and they don't talk about it, and they fit right back in. That was great. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
2: I wanted to shift how that happens and start to get people to think about this as a time of transition in a normal career life cycle, and to plan and prepare for that always. And to also think of it as a strategic opportunity for companies in order to define and live their culture values and who they are as an organization. So um, what we quickly found is that most organizations in the U.S. weren't ready. (laughs) They weren't weren't there yet. Mm -hmm. And so we ended up piloting all of my coaching programs in Australia, where they're much further ahead of us. And that was wonderful because we really got to learn from a culture that has usually a year-long leave for women. They're much further behind for men, but for women, they have a year-long leave and what that looks like, how to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Sorry, Missy, were you going to ask something? Oh, no, I was just sighing it like a year... (laughs) <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. There's some drawbacks to that as well, and so if you sure. take those longer leaves, it's harder to re-enter. So you mm-hmm. really need to set yourself up well when those those leaves are longer. So we were able to do that, and then what we found in the U.S. is while some people were interested in that, they just didn't have budgets for supporting leave yet. They were mm-hmm. still stuck on. I shouldn't say still as if I'm <laughs> judging them, but I was already <laughs> eight years into it at this point. Right. So I was like, oh, come on people. Yes. Um, but yeah. they were really focused on what is a policy? Should we even have a policy? Should it be paid? Is two weeks enough? Do we, how about 40% of pay? You know, like really grappling with some things that we saw as basic fundamentals. Um, mm-hmm. And just to be clear, if you are an organization listening A good policy is 12 weeks of 100% pay that is gender neutral and supports all types of families. And ideally, all types of leave, meaning anything covered under FMLA, not Mm -hmm. just parental leave, though that is the place where we focus Mm -hmm. because it is a common experience and an entry point. Um, Right. So a lot of the work we do is around policy and helping companies sort that out, how to define what their culture goals are, who they want to be as a company into the future, and then live that through their policy and through their support practices. And then also how to audit what their data collection around leave is. Um, And most places don't do any data collection. And so they can't improve what they can't measure, um, they can't track it. So we also help with that. And we do coaching and manager training. And we also do assessment. We created the first parental leave transition assessment that is evidence-based, academically grounded. And we're very excited about that. So that's one of the tools we're hoping to really get out widely this year. This is so we like do one more thing. Oh my gosh, yeah, are not enough. I, I just, um, this one should, should be on the forefront of our mind because on March 7th, we are launching the very first coach training cohort. So up till now, we've only had our own internal coaches. And- It's just, it's like, oh my gosh, now that there's a tipping point, we really want people to have access all over the country to whatever support they can get. So we need a legion of coaches around this country. So we're now training external coaches to to CPLL so that they can start to create their own parental leave coaching practices around the country that are based in what we know works and our tools and resources and methods. That's so exciting!
0: (laughs) It is exciting. This should be the headline of like every news show ever. I mean,
2: you and yeah, it's so exciting. Yeah, I think this podcast will air after, possibly. Yeah, but if not, then and you can join for the next cohort. Right, this is so incredible. Oh my gosh, we're a little tired. Up <laughs> this morning, I was like, do I have to get out of bed? <laughs> oh,
1: well, we appreciate you again. Uh, even if you
0: have to get back appreciate over you being here. Oh, we are <laughs> so, so
2: happy yeah, to be here. Thank you. Well,
1: that's a awesome. really good transition. We wanted to talk about your coaching model, the retained coaching model. And we think we were joking, we could probably create a podcast, an entire podcast, not just an episode dedicated to that. <laughs> yes. Uh,
2: an and so your we- certification curriculum, exactly. like, where did we- <laughs> exactly. right.
1: right? So it's huge. And I know it's probably hard to boil down, but if y'all could share a brief description of what it is and why it is revolutionizing how we think about this leave process.
3: I'll give you kind of the overview. And then again, we can't go into absolutely everything with Retain, but I think like people need to to back up and widen the lens a little bit before they understand why we're even doing this. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Um, So when most people talk about parental leave, they immediately think only about policy and they immediately think of the time that a parent, usually the mom, is out of the workplace, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. it's usually office. We're thinking about white collar workers. We're not thinking about other workers, Right. right? Yeah. So that is problematic if we actually want to support this time frame for all parents. So yeah. the way that we talk about it, it is it. your leave transition has three phases. This whole time period can last a year or longer. It is from when you find out you're having a child to, you know, that's the preparing for leave and you're work focused at that point. And of course you're getting your house ready and all of those other things, but it's mainly mm-hmm. work focused. Then your second phase of leave is during leave. And that is when you are spending time bonding with your new child, taking care of yourself, taking care of your family. And then you have the return. So phase three is when you're going back into the workplace and you have that enormous adjustment that then needs to happen, that most people, if they've never been parents before, do not even realize is a thing, right? Yeah, right. Um, Right. So that's the three phase transition. And what Retain does is come in and say, look, everybody is experiencing the same sort of touch points and milestones through all phases of this transition. The parent can have guidance so they can see this coming and lead their own leave rather than just being in reaction mode, right? Because things often don't turn out well when we're in reaction mode and we have nothing to react to because no one has a decent (laughs) policy or set of practices. And you're just like, what the hell? is happening here? Yes.
1: Why doesn't anybody know what to do, right? It's yes. frustrating, why does anyone have an
3: answer? <laughs> right, so you have that parental side and then retain coaching um, the way that we do it in companies. You also have a manager who also knows those same touch points. And you have a coach who's guiding both the manager and the employee through this entire transition and trying to maximize the assets that are on your side, that are on your team side, that are in your company's side and minimize the liabilities of the potential sabotages that can happen mm-hmm. through this transition. Mm-hmm. So the coach is like part therapist, part postpartum doula, part teacher, right? Bring me, what are the other consultant, consultant, consultant
2: yeah, you said leadership therapist.
3: consultant, counselor, right? The Executive coach. Has, coach. Yeah. It's a super fun place to be, right? Yeah. Because you get to try on so many hats and give people these amazing tools that get them through what is usually a really complex and challenging time. Even if, of course, it's full of blessings, but it's also really complex and challenging. So retain is seeking to sort of superimpose an evidence base of how we handle certain challenges based on other academic areas, because there wasn't research directly on this. Um, and it's trying to apply that and make everybody go through it much more smoothly and leverage all of the amazing personal growth that happens during this time period.
0: Oh my gosh. I mean, can I can't even imagine for, well, we talk a lot about, well, I talk a lot about how, I think one of the reasons I didn't go back to work wasn't necessarily, um, It was just because the job wasn't compelling enough to bring me back. It wasn't in alignment with my core values. So, I mean, it wasn't something that I was drawn to go back to. But even if I had been, or gosh, even if I hadn't been, I'm just thinking of that same job. if, If someone had been there from the very beginning up till the point that I left on maternity leave, guiding me through these things, letting me know what to expect. Like you said, kind of that doula process, I think I may have still found a way to make that job
2: work. We're, well, and what's really interesting there is you talk about it wasn't in, in alignment with your core values. And often at this time, those values can shift for people mm-hmm. or come mm-hmm. into more clear focus. Mm-hmm. And so what that coach is also doing is we have exercises to find help people figure out what those values are and then work with them to make sure that anything they're building for their return is in alignment with those. So yeah. bringing that more to the forefront in their lead planning, in their conversations with their manager in the roles they take on on their return so that you can start to shift that job that may not have been value aligned mm-hmm. to one that is. And of course, this isn't possible for everyone. A lot of times that variability isn't there, but for many people mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, Especially now when companies realize how important it is to retain good workers
0: because yeah. it's not that yeah. this was a bad company it wasn't a statement on like right. that wasn't a company right. I want to go to is right. that the p- particular role that I had just was not going to be doable mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and was and barely often- even doable without a kid <laughs>
2: but it was <laughs> <Yeah.
0: wasn't- laughs> right.
2: and I wonder if you had a coach just saying what would it take to make it doable what yes. does that conversation look like with your manager how can we help you have that conversation let's yes. practice it you know like let's oh, get you a gosh. script yeah like, yeah what, What a difference that would make. And it would make a
1: huge difference. Don't you think about, I would have made such different decisions. I really do think I would have Mm -hmm. had I had someone to coach me through those conversations. And we talk a lot about being just vulnerable at that time. You're just, your, your values are changing. Your life is changing. Your body's a disaster zone. (laughs) There's so much going on and you're so many unknowns. Something like that would really help you through thinking. I couldn't even think through it, I guess is what I'm saying. I didn't know what I didn't know.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And what we off the way I imagine a retained coach is they are just a perspective holder. They're just standing there steady for you to, to reflect back your greatest and best self so that you can keep showing up that way when you start to doubt, or when you're in that chaos of the time, um, trying to find your sea legs. Yeah. yeah.
0: And even though we're talking about the book is in terms of retaining and your career and how to get back to your career, I would argue in reading it that even a parent who has no intention of going back to work but is transitioning mm-hmm. out of work mm-hmm. would still really find a lot of value in it. A hundred and, I, and
2: yeah, it, it's thank not you necessary. for saying that and noticing that. We spent a lot of time really trying to set people up to think that through thoroughly. Like mm-hmm. if we have a section on if you are thinking of leaving, like, are you putting your career in? What do we call it? Sue is like overdrive, downshift, park, you know, <laughs> <Yes. you end laughs> off. Um, any of these things. These are some of your considerations you need to think about. And oftentimes you're just in that reaction mode. Like I can't take one more minute. I need mm-hmm. to jump off right now. And yeah. or I'm being forced out right now, yeah. but just having those considerations in mind can Mm. can sometimes make all the difference yeah
3: Uh, we talk about it too is it's not just about retaining you know we get hired by companies right so obviously they want us to retain employees but we are heart-centered if it is not right for that particular employee to Mm -hmm. go back and that is where us holding perspective leads them that is fine right but But it's it's something that has to be guided. It's about retaining, like Amy says this all the time, it's not just retaining an employee, it's retaining your values, it's retaining yourself, it's retaining yes. who you want to be going forward.
2: And right. to Sue's point, the reason we can sit so strongly in that place of it is right, if that employee is not right and ready to be there, it's not right for the organization either. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we have those conversations with our client companies and we talk about that. Because if it's not a good fit, if it's somebody who's just showing up for a paycheck, the company doesn't need that either. Yeah,
0: so. yeah. Even best case scenario that you know someone's been coached all the way through this, they know that they don't want to go back to work. They're going to maybe take at least a year, stay home. Mm-hmm. Um, the transition so- shock is real, and <laughs> I'm so glad that you brought this up in the book and. I say this often as shocking as it was to care for a new baby and have this new life that you're responsible for. My biggest shock to the system was just not working. Like literally I was trying to make PowerPoints mm-hmm. of like, mm-hmm. what, what did we do today? Oh, let, let me, let me tell you <laughs> through this like <laughs> presentations <laughs> and 20 slides. No. Um, it was just very bizarre. The mentality I was making spreadsheets for I would everything. Totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I was making spreadsheets for everything for no reason. And I just, <laughs> and again, I mean, it's just
1: gotta be an Excel.
2: Oh, but I love that so much because what you're doing is you're really taking those skills that you have from work and you're trying to figure out where to apply them at home. Yes. And you're like pr- trial and error, trial and error. Yeah. And then the flip of that is all those things you're learning at home. You're going to trial and error back at work Yes, and, and come to, can I ask you how, long your leave was and how long that lasted or. Oh, it's about 16
0: years. No. (laughs) So I did. And actually, I love that you speak to not just necessarily about maternity leave. It's paternity leave. It's not associated with any particular gender, not, Whether you're adopting or giving birth, there's just so many different ways a family can look. But so I was really fortunate in that my husband did choose to take paternity leave because I wanted to have as long of a time as possible before we put our daughter into a childcare situation. So I took four months off and then uh, he took three months off at the end of that. So we were going to have this seven months. Uh, even though i would gotten on the list for childcare in Seattle, like I think I was three months pregnant, there was still not availability at the end of that time period. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally, after his three months and my three months back at work, I was starting to be able to tell that I am very, I oh, shoot. Who's the lady on the obliger? Gretchen Gretchen Rubin. Yes, Yes, I am a Gretchen Rubin obliger. And for some reason, (laughs) I felt more responsibility to care for these clients that were paying for me than my baby. Like I was already recognizing that about myself that when it came down to who was going to have to compromise, I knew it was going to have to be my daughter. And I could recognize Mm -hmm. that I was slipping back into that. So I just kind of had to make a hard break. Again, having some type of coaching within the workplace would have been very helpful for recognizing that. that. I'm sure working through that instead of me just thinking that the only option was, oh, sorry, that's it. I just got to quit. Yeah. So I went back for those three months. And then uh, gave my leave. Uh, we didn't have child care, so we didn't have a ton of options. But if if I had wanted to go back bad enough, I could have figured something out. Um, but it just wasn't right. worth it at that point. Yeah. And then here we are 16 years later. I've done you know consulting and stuff mm-hmm. during that time. But primarily have been home and have been obsessed with this idea of trying to figure out kind of course correcting a career. Because I think the greatest gift of being out of work this long is just really, I mean, it just scrambles everything up as far as your identity (laughs) and who you are and what you value. And it's just... Okay, you know, here's this big mess. Let's start sorting it out. And that's actually why we started the podcast because we're like, yeah. hey, how about if we just ask a new coach every week to fix us? And so, <laughs> <laughs> and we knew that we weren't the only one. I mean, we have so many other intelligent, professional women that feel like the only thing they're capable of doing anymore is bringing napkins to a class party. And We wanted to show them that there, there are so many amazing opportunities. It's just that, you know, you got to follow some steps to, to figure it out.
2: Well, one of those things I've, I've been hearing similar conversations. I think it's the age of our children where you can start to finally lift your head up Mm -hmm. and have a moment of recognition of like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I'm not dead. (laughs) I'm <laughs> there's still a fire burning in me yep. and an ambition mm-hmm. and, a, and a need to have meaningful work that I can contribute to helping the world, right? Like yes, this right. is exciting. You guys, we have yes, a exactly. whole generation of us who are ready to re-engage that way. And I'm excited about it.
1: We just did an interview where it came up that women 50 and older are one of the biggest demographics you know, going into the workforce right now, mm-hmm.
2: we have mm-hmm. a lot oh, to offer to that one. Right?
1: Yeah, I need to find the exact statistic. I don't know where it is, but, uh, you know, we have a lot to offer and so you're much. right. Our kids are at an age where they still need us a lot in very different <laughs> ways than they needed <laughs> us when they were toilet training, but we have more to give. And I think we can finally see what we had. It's that it's there for so long. Mm-hmm. It's just buried under the chaos of tiny mm-hmm. people. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <They're> great. <laughs> yes. Oh, so now you already talked about the three phases of the parental leave, the preparing and the during and the returning. I think one of the hardest things when we do feel like our self-esteem has gone through the ringer, just our understanding of who we are and our values are through the ringer, trying to be our advocate for ourselves and setting those boundaries. Whether it's at work or home or with your family, I love that you have scripts in the book. Of this. <laughs> <laughs> I am a sucker for anything. It's like, tell me exactly the words to come out of my mouth and yeah. to start this conversation. We but,
2: all need that. Oh, right? we, we do, so, all do.
0: So, what is your advice and for all the women that you've seen that these women are at their most vulnerable point, but you know, need to be stepping up and speaking up for themselves? what advice do you have for them on how to how to do that?
3: Yeah, I can Speaking jump in. More. Amy and I will compliment each other in this conversation, I'm sure. But um, I, this is where the book, we wanted it to be like a coach in your hand. So with like, how do we get this information into somebody's hand so that they can coach themselves through it mm-hmm. with the guidance of the book? So understanding that A, you are not alone. You're not the first person to ever go through this. B, your options are much wider than you think. Mm -hmm. And one of the most helpful things someone said to me when my first kid was an infant in daycare half a block from my office or two blocks from my office was no decision is forever. Yes. Right? And that was just like this tightness in my chest that I didn't even know I had let go I'm like oh well I can choose to stay I didn't even tell me that (laughs) (laughs) right like because I was having the struggle like and I was working for a municipal government at the time and you know it was it felt like it was an all or nothing decision do I stay or do I go do I stay or do I go and she's like well you could stay now and go later or you could go now and come back or like it was just like someone to hold that up for you and be like here here's just two options right yes. but um really one of the paradoxical benefits of the U.S. being such a can I swear oh yes Get huh? yep. show <laughs> when it comes to this yeah. is you can be creative nobody else knows what to do so if mm-hmm. you come forward mm-hmm. with a plan that is taking everyone's needs into account. Maybe it doesn't meet everybody's wants perfectly, mm-hmm. but you're showing what is in it for the company. You're showing what is in it for you and you're putting forward a plan. People are gonna be like, yeah, great. If the option <laughs> is that or you walking out the door, yeah. shit, let's try it, right? Yeah. So I think that is just a really important freeing up of just like, there are possibilities here that are not presented to you in the TV show you've been watching or the, even the other people you've watched go mm-hmm. through leave. Right. Yes, And if you get really grounded in your values and what you do want out of this, even if you only know there's one thing that you want, right? And that's, you know, I, I wanna make sure I'm home with my child every single night by 5.30 p.m. and that I have the weekends where I don't have to check in at work. If that's the only thing you can cling to, you can create a plan for that and you can make a proposal. You really can. And of course, we know some workplaces are toxic. That is just the absolute facts. We know some managers just don't get it. We absolutely know that. But there are also other companies or other organizations out there Mm -hmm. Right, you don't have to stay, or you can start your own, right? Which is what Amy did, which is what I did, which is what you've done, Suzanne. I don't picture you as being on parental leave for sixteen years. Yeah, I know. When I picture you, really, (laughs) right? It's like you are finding your own path and applying your skills in ways that work for what your family needs right now as well. Yeah, right. And that's why there's such a female drain in you know, traditional jobs because we've tried to put people in this box and we say, you're either in the box or you're out of the box. Right, period. And it's yep. not true. And that's finally starting to shift. And the pandemic has been actually a huge help for yes. that because yes. it's just not sustainable, right? The we, cracks, we're just
2: all redrawing the box, Yeah, right? yes. That's what this is helping us do.
3: So redraw your own box is my best advice. And yes, you can do it. And yes, you will feel like you're going to throw up you <laughs> feel like everything's going to implode, yeah. but it won't. You'll be on the other side. And you're like, why didn't I do that sooner?
1: Oh,
0: and
3: Right. I th- to- yeah. I think Sorry. it's so amazing. The idea that
1: it's not groundbreaking, but it amazes me that you can figure out what you want. You can go to whoever you're working with at the time. And if they say no, well, then, you know, it's not going to work there, but now you know what you want and mm-hmm. you can go figure it out again. Nobody told me this. And right. I guess I just. Couldn't figure it out on my own for some reason, but no, no. and I had no example of that ahead of me.
0: Exactly, it. I was the first woman in our company that did not come back from maternity leave. I was at a dot com. We were all kind of, you know, we all kind of grew up there in our mid Mm twenties to our early thirties, and the model was you worked your butt off and you came back after your three months or less. Um I had a client who called me the same day her baby was born. Yeah, <laughs>
2: like she was like oh. but also just to be fair for a lot of parents it's such a big transition, right? Mm-hmm. You you want to hold on to that part of you that you know and you don't yeah. want to lose it. So yeah. in those moments we can't shame them or shun them or you know no. just be like we we know honey. I know. <laughs>
1: Yes. Yes. So you just. Right. And
2: you're caught in these two worlds of like
1: wanting to be who you were. And now you're a mom or a dad or whatever. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Everything is pulling at itself and it's too much. It's It's just, you need a
2: coach. Messy, Mm -hmm. messy identity crisis. I think also it's helpful in the advocate question. Like, what a lot of people think that advocating for yourself is conflict and conflict is scary and it's, it's something to avoid. and so as if we start to think about advocating for ourselves instead as clarity and integrity and mm. and being having an example for those that come after us of how this is done and leadership in leading, right like those those are much different ways to think about advocating for ourselves. In our culture, we usually think of advocating, especially if you're a female, as whining or asking for too much or this, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's standing in your truth and holding your clarity and your integrity in ways that you want to interact in the world. So that is inspiring. I I think every one of us can point to somebody in their life and a conversation where someone's done that and modeled that for them. And you're Mm -hmm. like, whoa, I didn't realize that was possible, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. what that looks Mm -hmm. like. That's what that feels like. I want to step into that more. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that clarity can be really hard to get for yourself. Sometimes it does need to have a coach or someone, but I do think, yeah, Yeah, I do think the starting point, again, the book, the parental leave playbook for people who maybe, I mean, we've spent the past year trying to convince people and destigmatize the idea of working with a coach and the idea that anyone can benefit from a coach. Mm -hmm. And I do think for someone, even if you're still like either the expenses too much, or right. you don't have the support at work you need. I highly recommend starting with the book because it is kind yep. of like that self-coach in your pocket to get you started. Even if you're not ready to do the full work and you need someone to help you with the mm-hmm. deeper dive of it, I think it at least gets you in the mindset. You can probably cut your coaching time in half because you've already got yourself like a running exactly. start. You're preheated. You're preheated. <laughs> <Exactly>. you're
1: preheated. <laughs> it goes have... back to not knowing what you don't know. Yeah. The book mm-hmm. really yeah. helps you figure out what is it I'm supposed to be considering mm-hmm. and how can that look Get instead there. of just flying blind, yeah. blind and, and hormonal.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> we, we also just recently created a product, our first direct to consumer product. And that one is just a mini two session parental leave transition assessment and coaching and action planning so that you just get that little bit of boost in the beginning that's affordable, you can do it. And then if you have that with the book and then all of the free tools and resources that we've created, you can be off and running. And if you feel like you need a, you know, another session, you can always top it up if you need to, but <laughs> we, we're really, really driven with this goal to make sure that everyone in this country who needs the support has it. That's yeah. just our, our fundamental driver oh my gosh
0: this is i you really can't even understand how excited i don't even know i stumbled upon this book seriously just on linkedin like it was like oh, well, oh. you should know this person or you should know this yeah. person and i was like oh my god like seriously i was like why isn't this on good morning america today's Thank show you. like why isn't this like <laughs> the headline of
2: everything because why do you want to know the answer yeah, the short yeah. answer We wrote in a pandemic and we're busy, busy, busy doing all of these other things. And it takes an enormous amount of PR work to get that done. And our publisher did not put the budget or the infrastructure behind it to make it happen. This is a great publisher. It's Wiley. They're a top five publisher, Mm -hmm. but they're a business book and academic book publisher who... Mm -hmm. Accident, I mean, they approached me to write the book, so I guess not too accidentally, but I think they thought at first they wanted, the goal was to write a manager, new parent aligned book, but then they were like, oh no, we think we should go direct to parents. And we, Sue had a brilliant idea that I love so much. We wanted, we proposed that we write a book because we didn't want the message to come across that this was a parent's to, thing to fix. But we also know where we are in the country right now, so mm-hmm. we wanted to write one that on this side would be the parent and oh. flip it over, and it would be for the manager. <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> it! Two different covers, and it's we like the a- old
3: Spiegel catalogs used to do that.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, Spiegel! <laughs> Spiegel. <laughs> I love Spiegel. You know oh, is yes. so great. So oh. Right, um- I, I lost my train of thought because oh, I was thinking of the cat. I, I, know, <laughs> I know, I know. Honestly, my whole brain went, "Oh, speaking.
3: My feeling is that this book mm-hmm. is going to be a slow burn and build momentum, and then all of a sudden, there's going I to agree. be a tipping point, and it's going to be everywhere. So we are yeah. doing a grassroots yeah. get on every podcast we can get on. You know, Amy and Talk I, about it. We, almost every week, we've been on one podcast or another. Some of them Good. haven't even aired yet. We want to get grassroots to the people who need to know this information. Who are the people who already work with parents? The doulas, the lactation consultants, Mm -hmm, the midwives, mm -hmm. the pediatricians, um, all of these places that already work with parents. They know these parents are in pain. Yes. They know that. And they just don't have the tools yet to assist in this specific. Everyone's very like siloed. Right. And I'm only helping you feed your child. I'm only helping you get your child to sleep. I am right. It's like, we have to think holistically. And that's one of the things I love about working with Amy because she's so big picture. Right, Amy's already got ideas where where we're going to be like ten or fifteen years from now. And oh we're yeah. All just like oh time. no, so do I. I'm so excited. I think this need this needs to come with every
0: fifty dollars purchase at Motherhood Maternity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, I agree. This is my Agreed. new mission: is to Yay. do this in front of every come on pregnant woman. I mean, <laughs> yeah. seriously, I I we can't wanted even to explain go explain how excited yeah. I was when I saw this.
2: Oh, thank you. It does need to be in this baby showers. It does need to be in those places, but we need it actually even sooner because Before. the conversations yep. that help you determine what career you're going into, uh-huh. what employer you choose, it, mm-hmm. those all the things that you learn in this book are going to make you think about that and choose those career paths, choose those managers, choose those job assignments in ways that really work for you and set you up to be able to have a really rich work life and a really rich home life. And so I'm like, okay, how about a wedding shower gift? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. And the,
3: the thing yes. is, I think it's up to, uh, you know, the parents who've been through it already to help pass that word along because yep. we, you're not ready to hear it. Like, I think if someone had told me, right, like when I was getting out of college and been like, hey, <laughs> you need to think about this. I'd be like, uh, no, thank you. Yes. Right? Like, yeah. So we need to be as, as the parents who've been through it, keeping our ears turned. And when people are ready for that information, be ready to be like, look, there's a better way to do this. If you just let yourself react to what your employer's gonna throw at you, what this country's gonna throw at you, you're gonna be in a world of pain. Yeah. Yep. No, it's not your problem I have a to book fix, for you. But here's yeah. this book. Yeah. Right. That will help yeah. you get get Start through thinking. it. So I, I just want everybody to like be willing to put their hand out and pull somebody up. Yes. Um, and then have the book in your other hand.
1: Yeah. <laughs> as soon as everyone study, here's the book. Right. Well, oh. and I think I think that during a pandemic is a very hard time to publish a book. Absolutely. Oh. And I can that's a Whole other hurdle to get past, but I also think the gift of this pandemic is we're all rethinking work, Mm. and so this is a great time to be telling people about your book, yeah, because we're rethinking what it's going to look like, and this is a tool to help you speak your mind and advocate for yourself.
2: Yeah, Yeah. great timing from that. And I think for your audience, what what's exciting to me is it's also a time to rethink your careers. So. There's so many women out there. Part of what I'm trying to do with the Retain Coach certification and creating that new field of coaching that is really vast in our country is create jobs for people, parents who need flexible work and an income that is high enough that they can live off of not full-time work. Um, And so that is... Part of what this larger vision is is okay. We need to create that entire field so that that opportunity yeah. and option is there for people who are forced out of traditional labor. Oh my god, it's exciting! We like, just talked it, it, it our way only...
0: right through our look, listen, learn segment, Missy. We oh, read, just I love,
1: <laughs> well, this you... is our look, listen, learn. Read this, this book is. and no, change <laughs> your
0: life. I really do think yes. I know. I feel you look at the book. Is there an <laughs> audiobook version of it? None yet.
2: Okay, I think so. Yeah, I don't think it is. Give
0: me a call and I'll just read it to you. You can listen to it that way. Or seriously, yeah, everybody's going to have to be listening to me because I won't shut up about it. Um, I just, I'm so, so, so excited. And then, yeah, everything that we've learned from it. And I do think, um, you know, it talks about parental leave, but it really is way, way before, you're even thinking about, you know, when you're charting your basal temperature or whatever it's called, <laughs> right. you should be reading this book at the same time. If you've been out of the workforce, like Missy and I, it still is applicable 15 years later um, oh, sure. as far as, uh, yeah. I, what was it? The touch point 10. Um, yeah. The things that you could be thinking about is getting that clarity that if your jobs weren't aligned with your core values of figuring out what does make sense for this next phase of your life, it's all. Yeah, going back yeah. to work doesn't have to be, you know, the three months later, it can be the 16 years later and this will still make right. just as much sense.
2: Right. And you still have
1: a lot to offer.
2: And I, I just because we haven't really said what what, what the book is. <laughs> not, I wonder if Oops. anyone's leaving, we're like, it's great, read it. It's about parental leave. Um, but it, it walks you through the 10 touch points that we have found over time and across countries Everyone goes through during this time. So, Sue, mm. Sue mentioned that a little bit, but it's stuck, it, they're ordered, but they can happen in different ways and parts of them overlap, you know, that kind of thing. But it begins, yes. just to give your listeners a concrete example, your announcement, how you make your announcement is the first one. And how you choose to take that up, do you go in apologetically? Or are you like, I'm so sorry, I'm going to be gone right when this big thing's happening at mm. work, you know, or are you really like, Hey, I'm so excited about this. There's so much in here that I can bring back to work. We're going to set this up. Let's set some meetings up to figure out how to do this well for the whole team. Or you know, and Mm -hmm. then that manager, just because we're always pushing the manager angle too, they have their own version of that training. So how do you respond to an announcement as as a manager? What is that script you already want in your head so you're not blindsided and say, oh no, that's a horrible time or whatever (laughs) stupid (laughs) thing that you might say. Um, So announcements first, then right after that is assess. Assess is um, really looking at, we we have a free process in here. We also have the final leave transition assessment that I talked about. It helps you really identify those areas that are working for you, those ones that are working against you so that you can build them into your plan so that you can boost the ones that are good and decrease the ones that are bad. And and then there's pivot points and, you know, things like that. Um, And that happens in second position before action planning, which is the third one, which is your lead plan and creating that three-phase plan. And we walk you through how to do each phase, what your considerations are different, the models we use, um, and how to do that. And it, and then I'll just wrap up the, this is phase one I'm talking about. The fourth one is acknowledge the transition to parenthood. And what that is really designed to do is make you pause and recognize the enormity of this, that part of this transition. Mm -hmm. We also want you to celebrate it to have a baby shower, to have a, whatever it is that you, is meaningful for you, and then, of course, we have uh, six more. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like, yeah, six more um, that that go throughout that sort of just walk you through and handhold you in different considerations in different parts of this process.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish I had read it in two
2: thousand five. I know, <laughs> I know, but I'm just gonna
1: take it now and. I yeah. feel like a lot that's of stuff weird. happened in 2005. That's when we
0: talked to, to Carol Fishman Cone from IRE Lot. She's uh-huh. like, Yeah, that's yeah. when I started in 2005. Yeah, i like, did. yeah, seriously. We like the, yeah. the year my daughter was born, like all the things I needed were just like mm-hmm. this close to what I needed. But <laughs> it's never too late, though. It's never too late.
1: Never too late. Oh,
0: well, this has been, we have used every single minute up um, and <laughs> I could go on for another hour, but yeah, it's our new mission to make sure that everybody knows about this book because Thank you. I think it is, it's life-changing in so many different ways for so many different phases of yes. your parental either leave or just your parental life. Um, yeah. The, the way that you make decisions and the way that you Think about work and
1: career and balancing everything. Yeah. And we talked about what's coming What's coming on March 7th.
2: Is there anything Same else? Certification program. Yep. We're doing regular free webinars about different things, just trying okay. to get at people more information and education here. So go to our website and sign up for our newsletter. Um, it, the website is just CPL leadership center for parental leadership.com. You can learn about the book at forward slash book. And, and when you, you want to add to that, follow us on all the socials. Yeah. And when you yeah. buy
3: the book, you get access to um, a, a, a special area of the website that has yes. a bunch of checklists and templates and, you know, even more goodies that they wouldn't let us put in the book because it was getting way too lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I was a little uh, like, can we be, I just kept adding. But not It <laughs> would be like, any hey, mean, no. I, know. I back. We just had this other thing. Yeah. There's a reason it's taken me five years
0: to put together my book proposal. Yeah, we, like, we want to see your book.
2: <laughs> yeah, yep. we have go, lots go, go, we can go. help with around that. Uh, and we look yeah. forward to doing that.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, so excited. And we're so happy to know you and know you're out there doing this amazing work. Yes. And
1: thank,
2: thank you. We thank, thank
1: you for doing it.
2: Yes. You're welcome. Thanks for thank your enthusiasm. you. For saying that. Thank it's you. fun to yeah. talk to people who get it. And have <laughs> oh, read the book. Yes. <laughs> no, we are devourers. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <no. laughs> I know, I just could carry um, it around. The other thing, I'm just going to say this, because Eve Rodsky, who wrote a wonderful book called Fair Play, which is, if your listeners haven't listened, yes. haven't seen that, should, should check that out too. And one called Unicorn Space, that just came out. She said to me on a conversation we were having, or, make sure to tell all of the listeners when they buy the book to go do a review on Amazon. so so that also really helps so if you read it it, please do a review it really helps
0: thank you for that reminder even though we are writers we are so guilty (laughs) of not I always feel okay here okay we're going to say this for reviews on our podcast too, because the same thing we're always like,
3: can you go write a review or do whatever our
0: podcast? But here's what I am as a writer. And as this, again, probably this obliger or whatever, I feel like I need to write the world's best review. Like my review needs to be the one that is like the deciding factor of whether this person (laughs) is going to buy this book. (laughs) And if I miss one word, like it's going to destroy the, like, I, I don't know where I even get this in my head, but so I don't, I just don't do it. Cause I'm like, Oh, I, I don't, I'm not going to review good it's enough. Not gonna be <laughs> I don't know right. what's yeah. wrong. So I'm putting this out there to all the people who maybe have that same type of self-conscious reviewer yes. syndrome. It, it can just be like, this was really helpful. Five yep. stars. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like, like that, that's yes. good enough. That yep. helps the little Amazon algorithm do what it needs to do. It does not exactly. need to be this revolutionary earth shattering review, just how it, whatever it meant to you, if you liked it. Yep. If you didn't Sue like it, been, then don't leave it. If review. you didn't like it, maybe don't
1: waste <laughs> yeah, your time don't, don't, don't to talk about it. Like, <laughs> that's, you don't need to go to Apple Podcasts and tell us you don't like
2: it. Uh, yeah. but, uh, we will definitely yeah. do that. Sue has been teaching me for eight years. You know, perfection is the enemy of very good, Amy. <laughs> yes. So let's I need dis- Sue in my head. One of the day. coaches I follow says, B minus work. There can be a
3: lot in your life where you turn in B minus work and it's all fine. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: What did Dr. Doreen teach us? Good
3: enough is good. Still good and, and enough.
2: enough. Yeah. <laughs> I know
0: we need to buy that t-shirt.
2: Yeah. perfectionists oh. On this call, I think. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. So
0: no, that's a yeah. good reminder. Read the book. And then re- I'm going to go leave my review right now
3: because thank you. I we will, we will so too. much.
0: Podcast. Yes. Okay. Yes. Have and a then,
2: wonderful day. Thank you, thank so, you so
1: much. Uh, Loved meeting you. So excited Loved for it and love the book. And wish it all the success. I want it in every hand. It will thank
0: be. You. It will be. And then we're gonna be like we knew them when. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank, thank you so much. Thank you. And enjoy the Take rest care. of
1: your week long break. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you know someone else who could benefit from the episode, please be sure and share it with them. And while we're begging, please subscribe and rate us wherever it is you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in our show notes or over at our website, momandpodcast.com. That's momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, find us over at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group, the links to that group, to all of our socials, to our Q and a comment section on our website, all can be found at momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you more than you know. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.